Good morning. My name is Jim Barclough, pastor here at Lighthouse Fellowship, and we want to welcome you to our live streaming uh, of our services. We pray that God would bless you through this time. And we know that whatever our need is, Jesus is the answer. And so I ask the Lord to bless you today, speak to you. This would be a real blessed day for you. In fact, every day that you live would be a blessed day that we could get up and give thanks because he is the Lord overall. We pray today if there's a need for salvation, anybody that needs salvation, I uh, pray that we would pray that God would heal you and God would deliver you. If there's some issues and you're just saying, Lord, I want to be free. God is a real freedom giver because Jesus came to set the captives free. And also, if you just need whatever the need, finances or whatever the need may be, uh, we just ask God that he would meet you where you are. But today, that God would touch you with his power and with his grace. He's so good to do that. So open your hearts today. We have a special guest speaker uh, that are with us today. His name is Samson Rajamar. Samson, you want to come up? And Samson is the head over Mission in Action, and he is with us to share about what God is doing around the world today, especially in India, and, uh, and then also share the Word of God with us today. So we want to thank the Lord for you, Samson, and we thank you. So I ask God to bless you today. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Okay. All right. Praise God. It is truly a great joy for me to be here with you this wonderful Sunday morning. And I want to thank Pastor Jim for inviting me and the leadership for giving me the opportunity to be here to share with you the Word of God. And I tell you, I know Pastor Jim uh, for nearly 30 years, me and my family. And uh, he is always the same. He is a wonderful man of God. You know, like... Uh, the, um, Mr. Nelson said, you know, he came to hear Pastor Jim and he said, you know, he's the, one of the greatest preacher. And I looked at him, I tell you, he's there for disappointment. But I tell you not. <laughs> but, but I really believe that he came here to hear the word of God. Amen. God is going to speak to us. And I tell you, you as a church are truly blessed to have Pastor Jim. Amen. I tell you, as I can see that you are standing with him in faith and in prayer and supporting him and so the lord will help together as a church to reach this community here and beyond and that's what you're doing that's what i'm here this evening i mean this morning sorry you know because uh, this church is not only ministering here to uh, those who are in need but also to those who are in india in other parts of the world through mission and action you know, your prayers and your partnership literally making a huge difference in the lives of real people and see lives being changed and tra transformed by the power of the Word of God. You know, I want to just show you a few pictures and uh, then I go into the word, then I'm going to uh, go into the word that I, the Lord laid on my heart this morning. You know, as you know, as you give to Mission in Action, it is, um, it is a way that you can reach the unreached people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, last time when I was here, I shared with you the Lord laid on my heart to give Bibles to people who never owned a Bible in their own language. I know in America, Bible, you can get anywhere you want. You know, Walmart, Target, and even if you don't want to go for shopping for Bible, you can go on your own comfort, go online, Amazon.com. And look, whatever the Bible you want, you pay for it, and it's shipped to your door. And if you're Amazon Prime, you get it the next day. Isn't it wonderful? We are living, you are living in a blessed country on the earth. And I tell you, because I tell you, it's not the same way in the other parts of the world. You know, in many countries that I go to in Asia, Bible is literally not available. Even in some country, owning a Bible is jail sentence. Even in other country. If they found out you own a Bible, it's a death penalty. In those kind of a challenging place, Bible is not marketed. Even in India, Bible is not. So what we do, we give Bibles to people who never own the Bible. We are not passing the Bible out like this to anyone, to everyone. We give Bibles to people who desire to own one. For example, for this family, you can see they have a Bible and they're reading and studying the Word of God. You know, when they read and study the Word of God, 
you can rightly divide the word of truth and you know what is right and what is wrong. Because we are living in, in a time, you know, people are so confused. You know, because there's no truth. The word of God said they shall know the truth and the truth will set them free. As you see, in this family, the father cannot read. So what the daughter is reading the Bible to him. You know, that must be so good, whatever she's reading there. And the, even that little puppy is listening to it. <laughs> you know, and so that is what, you know, this, you know, we're giving Bible, not only in India, we're giving Bibles to uh, people in Vietnam, Nepal, Cambodia, Philippines. And I know people are so thankful when they get hold of the Word of God. You know, they say, I never thought in my life I will own a Bible in my own language. Because it's very important to people to get a Bible in their own language. And this church that you see that is founded in Nepal, it is strictly because we gave Bibles to people over there. Just by people reading the Bible, they gave their life to Jesus, and they started meeting, and now they're having a church in this house. And it's constantly growing. That is what the Word of God will do in a person's life if they're not only just reading it, but studying the Word of God and applying it. You're going to see the power of God work in their life. You know, and this is another church because we have five churches we have founded in Nepal, and all the churches are growing strong. And our, our mission is not only uh, witnessing the people and bring them to church. Our, our main mission is discipling them because we do not want people to just come and sit in the church and go home just as they came in. We want the people to become a disciples, the followers of Jesus Christ. And, uh, and you know, as you know, in, this is in India. In India, evangelism right now is forbidden. Uh, you cannot do mass evangelism like we used to do crusades. So we have a truck. This is a truck. We have several trucks right now. This is a truck. Is completely equipped with the generator power, PA system, lights, everything. We can go to anywhere uh, in the remote areas, open the, open the trunk, turn on the generator, and uh, preach the gospel. And you see people just come. You know, you know in America, it's maybe it's very challenging to gather people. You have to do a lot of advertisement and so on. But in a country like in India, if you, if you just stand on the street and look at the sky, Three or four people will stand with you and look at the sky. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, you know, people, you can gather people easily. And uh, this is a one of our church. And this is the first time this believers owning a Bible in their own language. And they are so thankful and grateful. It's all made possible because of friends and partners like you. You know, uh, the Bible we are now publishing, it's only cost about $3 a Bible. Like, like you can see this one. And it's very easy to read. It's a large print. And our vision is Bible for all in Asia. And we do not know how long even this, this possibility we have giving Bibles to people because the doors for evangelism is closing. And uh, this is our church. And because we're giving the Bible to people, people are growing in the knowledge of God and becoming uh, so effective. Uh, and, uh, and they are so bold to witness for Jesus Christ and bringing others to Christ. You know, you know the Bible says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. The more knowledge you have, the more you can do in the kingdom of God. Uh, and this is also in the northern part of India. Uh, first time, these are the people, first time they're receiving a Bible in their own language. And uh, I want you to continue to pray. Because we will be, I'll be going to, in, uh, tomorrow I'm flying from Houston, uh, Houston to Frankfurt, Frankfurt to India. And we're going to go to Frankfurt first and wait and see how we can maneuver our way to India. Because uh, to get into India right now is very uh, strict. And we're going to make a way there. Uh, do you see, this is the first time people are having Bible so they can read the Bible uh, as the preacher preaches the word of God. See, here, here in America, you can project the screen, I mean, project the scripture on the screen. But we do not have those possibility over there, project the scripture on the screen. The only way that people can look at the scripture in their own Bible. I don't know about you, but I like for people to look the scripture in their own Bible. Don't take my word, take the word of God. 
Because I tell you, when you understand the word of God, God's word will do wonders in your life. And uh, this is, our churches are growing strong. Um, it's not only because of uh, just evangelism. Thank God for evangelism. People come to church. But I tell you, the word of God keeps the people firm in their faith. Especially in countries like this, country like India, they have, people have so many challenges. Persecution, opposition. They don't know what they need. They need the word of God to keep them strong so they can face those challenges and overcome. You know, these are the, you know, the Bibles that we printed. And uh, now we are publishing Bibles. You know, we ourselves <coughs> publishing it. Uh, and uh, soon we will be publishing another 2,000 Bibles and make it available for people. Hallelujah. And I just want to share this with you so you, you can rejoice and also share with your friends what this body of believers are doing. Not only that you are ministering here in League City, but also beyond. Amen. You are getting the Bibles to people. We have now given over 30,000 Bibles in 15 different languages. Very soon, we will be given in 17 different languages. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Amen. Praise God. You know, I have some, I have some information back there on the table. Uh, take that with you. Take one for you, one for your friend, and uh, tell, tell your friends and your colleagues at work what this church is doing. You know, it's, it's also, it's, you know, it's a really good uh, start a conversation. And people are really interested because people thinking the church is just a traditional gathering on Sunday. We just come, sing a song, preach a, you know, a preacher preaches a message and go home. That is not what we do. We are doing much more than that. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So if you take that one for your friend, and I tell you, in the lunchtime, you can talk with them and tell them what the church is doing. Invite them here. And, and they will be open their heart to receive what God has for them and, and see what God will do through them. Amen? Amen? Praise God. You know, I want to share with you, because we are li right now, we are living in a time, um, you know, you can see like Jesus said in Matthew 17, 17, you know, faithless and perverse generation. You know, Jesus said back then, but it seems like we are right now living in a time like that. There's no faith. Because there's no faith, there's so much perversion going on. And as you turn on the, you know, the TV, all you can hear, you know, what's going on, you know, uh, LGBTQ, DC. X, Y, Z, you know, all the things and, you know, this, what happened, this is, a, to, I don't know about you, maybe uh, I may be straightforward, I am, because that's what, uh, I never tried to become, um, you know, uh, kind of a very diplomatic, just speak the plain truth, amen, and it may be sometime to maybe offensive to some, to some people, you know, the, Jesus offended some people. You know, when Jesus said, if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, and I tell you, it offended a lot of people. Those people who followed him, almost everyone left him except his disciples. You know, sometimes the truth, what we share, may be offensive to those people who do not live by the truth, by the word of God. So we are living in a time like this, in a time of where there's no faith, we, as God's people, we need to be firm in our faith. And I really think there's a day coming, faith is going to be more precious commodity. And not a, when I say commodity, it means precious things, more valuable than anything that you can find on the earth. Faith is going to be more precious than silver or gold or dollar or a bitcoin and anything because those things will lose value. Those things will not dare to help us in the time of need. What we really need, faith in God. Hallelujah. And that's what, that's what the Bible says. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? I know that we, we think, okay, faith, you know, I have faith. Very often people think I have faith. I'm not talking about this church. I'm talking about uh, believers in general, 
they say, I have faith because I belong to Christian faith. You know what I mean? People always say they belong to this faith, that faith. You know, there's no this or that faith. There's only one kind of faith. It is God kind of faith. Hallelujah. And that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we have to be strong in our faith. And when we are strong in our faith, we will not be wavering back and forth. We will not be tossed to to and fro to, the, to those things that we hear every day. Because there's any time we need to be firm, this is the time. Because the Bible says in the, in the last day, even the very elect will fall. So when we are strong in faith, the faith will cause you to be an overcomer in this world. That's what the Bible says. This is the faith that overcomes the world. Amen. Because when we have faith in God, it will cause us to be an overcomer. Because we always face challenges. You know, I was talking with uh, Pastor Jim a few days ago. You know, the world, the, the life is full of challenges. Full of battle. Life is a fight. And actually, we came to this earth, we are conceived. Not easily. We came, we got conceived uh, when there's a lot of challenges. Remember? You know, there's an egg, you know, in your mother's womb. And there was a sperm released. There's not a one sperm. There was millions of them. But you know what? There's only one can get into it. So when the millions were, were released, they were all wiggling and they're trying to get into that one egg. Tiny, tiny, tiny. Do you know who that got into that? You. So even back then, there was so much competition, so much struggle, battle, even before you got conceived. And even since the time until now, we do have challenges. That's what the Bible says. You know, in this world, you shall have troubles. But be of a good cheer that I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. And even though we have struggles, we are not alone in the struggles. Through Jesus Christ, we will overcome it. Hallelujah. And that how can we be through Jesus, not just because we are coming to church every Sunday. Thank God you come to church every Sunday. But just by coming to church alone, it's not going to cause you to be an overcomer. We have to be in Christ Jesus. When we are in Christ Jesus, we can overcome those challenges. And that is through faith in Jesus Christ. You know, we, we cannot just have, you know, simple faith. We need to, in the time we are in, we need to have strong faith. I will say, we need to have a violent faith. We need to have an aggressive faith. I know, you know, uh, today to use the word violence, it uh, it's means bad. Be aggressive because those people are, who are violent, violent mean we're always thinking, is a physical uh, fight. I'm not talking about physical violence. I'm not talking about the reason that I'm not saying that because our fight is not with flesh and blood. We're not fighting against people. We are fight, our fight is against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness, against wicked spirit in the high places. And those those, those fight we fight is not going to be overcome just by, you know, simple, just church-going faith. We need to be, we need to have, our faith should be strongly rooted and grounded in the Word of God. Amen. Because even Jesus himself said, you know, um, uh, to, to, to his disciples, why do you have a little faith? Why, where is your faith? You have no faith. Because God given to every man a measure of faith. We all have a measure of faith. But it's, it's up to us 
how we are going to develop the faith. The measure of faith can be turned into uh, a great faith. A faith that will move mountains. Hallelujah. And the faith is in the word of God. Faith is not in, in a denomination. Faith is not in some name. Faith is always have to be in the word of God. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. And faith also speaks and speaks the word of God. When we face challenges in life, those maybe look like huge problem. Maybe look like a mountain. It looks impossible in our life. But we're going to speak to the mountain the word of God. We're not going to speak about the mountains. How big the problem is. That's what we are human beings are natured. We always talk about how big the problem is. What's going on? What's happening here or there? What we hear from TV or radio or read from the newsletter. I mean newspaper. We, we have as God's people. We have to speak what the word of God says. In every circumstances. In every situation. Because those big challenges we face. Is not going to overcome. We cannot overcome just with, by our own strength. We can only overcome them by the word of God. That's what the Bible says. We overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb. And by the words of our testimony. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Jesus paid the price for us for the forgiveness of our sin. We are Accepted in the family of God through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We are the children of God. But for us to live as a child of God here on the earth, we also have to speak like God speaks. Hallelujah. Because faith speaks the word of God. And the word of God is what? In, in the mind of God. Anytime God wants to see something happen, what God says, God speaks. When God speaks, things begin to happen. Hallelujah. And I believe and I see it will do the same thing in our life when we speak the word of God in faith. You know, the Bible, you know, it's, we see one of the men in the Bible because as I, as I was saying, the faith we need to have today, it had to be violent faith. Only with the, you know, faith like that, we can overcome the enemy. Because everybody, you know, excuse me, I'm just kind of dried up in my, in my mouth. I know that we are streaming, but praise God, people in the streaming, they're also probably thirsty. <laughs> you know, David was anointed by God. To be king of Israel. You know. And uh, God. Super, you know supernatural strength. He possessed. Because the Bible says when he was anointed. He became another man. He became another person. What it means. The anointing made him to become. What God wants him to be. And then of course he went. And did like he always did. Taking after. Taking care of his father's sheep. You know, one day, the, you know, the lion came and took one of his lamb. You know, did David ran away from the lion? No, David ran to the lion. You know, what kind of faith that is? That is a violent faith. Because nobody with a sound mind would run after a lion. Normally, people would run from the lion. But because David had a faith in God. David ran after the lion and saved the lamb and tore the lion and killed the lion. And the same thing happened when the bear came. He did the same thing. And what, what happened? God was preparing him for something greater that is going to come in his life. One day his father called him to take lunch to his brothers who are in the battlefield. And as he took his lunch, the, in a lunch to his brothers... He heard the Philistine was defiling the army of God, the army of Israel. 
You know what David, normal person would have done as a teenager, David would have said, thank God I'm not as a soldier here. You know, he could have gave lunch to his brothers and said, okay, brothers, you know, like the French would say, good appetit. I hope you're going, to, you're, going to be, you're going to make it home because this guy seems like he's a mean, bad guy. But you know what? When David was there and he heard just like all the army of Israel hearing the negative, I mean, the, the, he was defiling the army of God. He was calling all kinds of names. And David said, who does this uncircumcised Philistine think? That's the first response. David gave, who does he think he is? And then he said, he's, un he's uncircumcised. I am uncircumcised. I'm circumcised. That means I have covenant with God. He has no covenant with God. That means God is on my side. God is not on his side. See, that giant, the Philistine, was coming against the people of God with his own strength. And here, the army of Israel also tried to fight the giant with their own strength. And because they're trying to fight the giant with their own strength, there was nobody able to fight him. They tried everything they could know. They couldn't fight him. And here, David came and said, who does he think he is? I'm going to go against him. Because David had faith in God. What, what was the faith? The faith was that faith, David had faith because I have a covenant with God and he has no covenant with God. See, when you know that you have covenant with God through Jesus Christ, it gives you a bold faith. It gives you a violent faith. You're not going to sit back and take all the things that the enemy throws at you. You're going to stand up and fight the good fight of faith and say, it is finished. And what happened? David went against him. You know, he, you know, here, I like to read what David said in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45 and 46. David said to the Philistine, you come to me with sword, with spear, and with shield. But I come in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God, the army of Israel. Whom you have defiled. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. I mean that David is speaking. He's saying this day. Not, not one day, some day. He's saying this day the, the Lord will deliver you into my hand. And I will smite you. Take your head off. And I will give you give you to the caucuses of the host of Philistine this day unto the fowls of the air, unto the beast of the field, that all the earth may know there is a God in Israel. I mean, that is a very bold statement. I mean, to me, that is a violent statement. Because if you read uh, before, in the same chapter, what the Philistine was saying, he was saying, I'm going to cut you all off and I'm going to feed you to the birds. That's what they, they were saying. And now David is saying to the Philistine, what I'm going to do today, not one day, not someday. Today, the Lord is going to deliver you into my hand. Hallelujah. That is a faith talk. See, when we have faith in God, we're going to speak like God speaks. We're going to act like God acts. And we're going to see the result like God sees result. Hallelujah. Because we are not here barely to survive through this life, making it. We are going to, God designed you and me to live a victorious life here on the earth. Because we are not a victims in this world, we are victors. Hallelujah. And we can be only be a victors in the world when we act in faith. Hallelujah. And, you know, David spoke that. He did not only speak and walked away. He went against the giant. You know the story. 
he put action to his word. See, very often, very often, even people sometimes, they pray strong prayers. They see a lot of, lot of things happen. But you know what? They walk away without seeing the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, it is not by might. It is not by power. It's not what we do. It is greater is he that is in us who is doing the work. When we have that faith in God, that faith that the Bible talks about, according to his word, will cause us to overcome every obstacles in life. But you know what? You know, we are you know, living in a time, you know, we are living in a society we are very polite. We are very kind. We, we just uh, step back. Do you know what I mean? When somebody pushes us, we, we just back off. You know, I come from a country. You know, if you're not, maybe, uh, maybe the word violent, but it's not really violent like you think. We have to be aggressive. If you're not aggressive, you don't go nowhere. Even in the traffic, for example, here in, in America, you know, you know, traffic, if, the, if there's a three-lane, there's a three-lane traffic. But in India, I tell you, there may be only three-lane on the highway, but I, you, they're going to make it six-lane. <laughs> Everybody just, you know, maneuvering through the traffic, and they just want to be, you know, you know uh, over the traffic and get away from it. And the same way, for example, you're standing in line because in India, for everything, there's a queue. You go for a ticket uh, to get a, a train ticket, a bus ticket, or anything, there's a queue. You stand there as polite, okay, my time comes, I'm going to be, I'm, you know, as, then I'll be the next person. But you know what? By the time you reach, there'll be like five people cutting line, and, and they want to get their ticket. You know, what we would do, you know, in the way we brought up here in the Western culture, we are polite. Okay, you go ahead. Okay, no problem. Go ahead. Do you know what? If you do that, you're going to be standing there for hours. You probably never get your ticket, never get it done. But in a, in a, in a society like this, you need to fight your way through. You need to, you know, push your way. You need to be aggressive. You need to be violent. You need to take your rights. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, what we do here, even though when the people violate... We are so polite, we allow them to violate it. And the, that cannot happen in the spiritual life. Maybe you let it happen in the natural life, but I tell you, that's how the enemy will start. He will start with your natural thing. He will come and you know, try to uh, do something in the natural. If you, if you let him do it, he will come and get more things. You know, nobody here would you know, allow... Uh, anyone to come break into your house and steal the things that you preciously hold in your life. For example, a, a man drives right in front of your home and comes in, breaks into your house. You are sitting there watching TV and unplugs the TV, takes the TV and puts it in his truck and comes in and takes your refrigerator and puts it in his truck. You're not going to be sitting in your rocking chair. I wish I had my TV. I wish I had my refrigerator. I wish I had those things that I, I, I paid, I, I bought and paid for in full. You know what you will do with a sound mind? You would pull something from your safe. You know, because this is a violent, this is, the person is violating, isn't it? If you don't do anything, what are they going to do? They're not only going, going to go away with your, micro, with your TV and refrigerator. They're going to come after much more precious things later on. Maybe your life will be even in danger. So what do you do? You pull your thing to self-defense, which is, in Texas, by law, you could do that. It is a violent or not. It is. But you're doing it for your own protection and also for your own right and what belongs to you. 
And that's how you can keep what belongs to you. Because those things that you have, it was given to you by God. The same way our health, the health is to us, given to us by God. The peace of mind was given to us by God. The joy we have, it was given to us by God. All those blessings that we enjoy in life, it was given to us by God. You cannot just sit back and the enemy comes and robs your health. You know, okay, I'm sick just like everybody's sick. You know, you cannot just sit back and say, okay, I have the problem just like everybody have the problem. No, we have to rise up and exercise our faith in Jesus. Because, see, I'm not talking about natural weapon. Because the weapon that, that we have, it is not carnal. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down all our worldly imagination, and bringing every thought to the subjection of the Word of God. And we need to speak the Word of God. Because God's Word is a weapon. The Bible says the Word of God is like a, it's a sword. Two-edged sword. So when we speak the word of God, in the midst of those you know, violence, we can take those things by force. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says, from the day of John the Baptist, I think that is a scripture that I want to read. It is found in um, Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. From the day of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violence taketh it by force. We are in the kingdom of God. Bible says we are translated from the powers of darkness, and he brought us into his kingdom. We are in God's kingdom. But you know what? Because we are in God's kingdom, does not mean things are going to go always well. You know, know, it's been violated. And For us to take it, we're not going to take it lightly. We need to fight back to get it back. That's what it says. When the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, violently, violently take those things by force. Hallelujah. Everything. Take back your health. Take back your peace. Take back your family. Take back all the things that you, the enemy has stolen from you. It is nothing is gone for good. As long as you are here, everything can be restored. Because the God that we serve is a God of restoration. But you need to know, God is not going to fight for you. Because he already fought all the battles and he gave you the victory. And now it's our time to act in faith. In obedience to the word of God. And see the word of God works in our life. Because that's how, you know, in, in the ministry that I'm doing over there, the reason I, I'm, I'm ministering, I'm preaching this message, because this is what the Lord laid on my heart. For you to go, as you go to India, you need to, you cannot just go there, flow with everything, what, what is they're doing. You need to be strong in faith. If you're not strong in faith, you cannot see those things that I want you to do being accomplished. You know, God wants to accomplish great things here on the earth through you and through me. And those things cannot be accomplished if we don't act forcefully to bring those into, into, uh, into action. Hallelujah. Because we see over and over in the Bible, God has given us so many examples how people, for, you know, uh, aggressive faith, Brought result in people's life. You know, I'm going to finish with this one. There's a there's a, a form. In, it's in, in the Bible. Four friends brought a paralytic man to Jesus. You know, they heard that Jesus was in town. He was in this house ministering, and they brought him because they were very concerned about his friend who is who is paralyzed. So since he cannot come by himself, they had they carried him. And they, as they brought him to this house, they couldn't bring him in because the house was full. They could not even stand outside where Jesus could respond. 
So what they did, they climbed up the room, up, up the house. It's not their house. It's somebody else's house. I don't think they even asked this house owner if they can climb up the roof. They were so desperate. They climbed up the roof and they tore the roof and they led the paralytic man right in front of Jesus. Do you think that is being polite? No, I think that is a very, that's a violent faith. Did Jesus rebuke them? Hey guys, that's rude. That's not really nice of what you're doing. Get down. Did he do that? No, the Bible says Jesus saw their faith. Hallelujah. Jesus saw their faith. Hallelujah. See, when, when your faith is so you know, strong, Jesus will see your faith. And then Jesus said to the, the paralytic man, Son, your sins have forgiven. And of course, you know, he got, he got healed. He got well and got whole. Hallelujah. But what happened is because these four of his friends, they were strong in faith. They believed if, I only, if we only can get our friend to Jesus, he will get well. Hallelujah. That is the faith we needed. You know, today we are so much depend on, on our natural source. For example, if something you know, health-wise, if, if we have some health problem, even if it's just coughing, immediately what we do? Go to Walgreens. And if you're a little bit, uh, you know, a few days continue, the next thing where we go? To the doctor. But that should not be the first thing. Go to God. Amen. Go to God first. He is my healer. And then go to him and say, Lord, I thank you that you healed me from this cough. Because you already healed me and I received that healing right now in Jesus' name. And then you speak to the cough in the name of Jesus. Whatever that is causing the irritation in my throat, I rebuke you right now in Jesus' name. Because the word of God says he given me power over all the powers of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt me. So you are not going to hurt me. You are not going to irritate me. I cast you out in the name of Jesus. And I promise you, when you speak that in faith. And I, I know that I have seen in my own life that coughing is going to stop immediately in Jesus' name. See, today the enemy might come with a little thing cough, but tomorrow he will come with something bigger. You know why? That's how he does. That's what the Bible says, give no place to the devil. He will sneak in. You know, I, I, no, I, I'm just uh, finishing right here. We used to, we, we were living in Germany, and in, in our area where we, where we lived, uh, there's a lot of people came from other countries. You know, I'm, I'm, don't take me wrong. You know what I mean? People came from other different countries. And in the country, the way they come from, um, you know, taking things from other people is nothing wrong. Do you know what I mean? They just take it. You know, if it's, it's there, they take it. They don't even ask you. You know, they will take. Uh, one day, you know, actually I was planted some flower in my garden. They pulled all the thing and they took it and they planted it in their garden. And I said, okay, it's not a thing. Plant it. Okay, then I will buy the thing because we do not want to make a big deal out of it. We want peace. You know what? And a week later, our bicycle, because, you know, our, our children back then, Jeremy Destiny, ride a bicycle and they left it on the street. And not on the street, on our in our driveway. And the bicycle was stolen. You know, do you know what I have to do now? Okay, now they've stole my flowers. And now they stole my bikes. If I don't act now, they're going to come some, for something bigger. So now I have to rise up. You know, I, I was so aggressive. And I went and fought for my bicycle. You know what? When I did that, that became the end of stealing from our house. 
Hallelujah. And the same thing the enemy will do, don't allow the enemy to come because he comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. He will come to steal, then he will come to kill, and ultimately he's coming for what? To destroy. When, when something is destroyed, it is, goes beyond recovery. And that is what the enemy wants to do. But I tell you, before he comes to steal, as we know, the enemy is coming. We have to take authority over him and bind him in Jesus' name. Because the Bible says, whatsoever we, we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. So the Lord wants us to know, in, this, in the day and time we are living in where there's no faith, we as God's people, we have to have a strong faith. The strong faith in the word of God caused us to rise up and that we will shine brighter and brighter in the darkest hour. You know, because we are the hope in this hopeless world. If we sit back and do nothing, the world will, the wickedness will continue and will be more wicked. The godlessness will become more godless and perverted. And we will, we will be just only talking in our dining table and nothing is going to change. But I tell you, through faith, we can overcome and see things begin to change. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Let's all stand together. Father, I thank you and I praise you for giving me this wonderful opportunity to come here this morning to share with your people that the word you gave to me. Lord, we, we are not just to have a, just a simple faith. Lord, I pray that we have a strong faith in the day and time we are living in where there's no faith. Because there's no faith, there's so much perversion, wickedness is rising up. Lord, in the midst of the thing, we as God's people, we will, be, we will have a strong, violent faith and live the life that you called us to live. According to your word. Lord, I thank you that we, our life is firmly rooted and grounded in the word of God. Lord, we will not only read the word, not only study the word. Lord, we will speak the word in every season, in every circumstances. And see that your word works wonders in our life and through our life for your glory. Thank you for all that you're doing and all that you're going to do in and through our life in this coming days, weeks, months, and years. And thank you, Lord. In Jesus' precious holy name, I pray. Amen and amen. 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 Thank you, Brother Samson. Thank you for bringing that word. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We want to thank you all for joining us today. Uh, Brother Samson brought a word about faith and believing. You know, we have to stand up. We obviously, we obviously put our flag up in our culture. And we say... This is who I am, am, and I am a Christian, and I will stand for righteousness, I will stand for the truth, and I will go forth and march and trample on what the enemy is trying to do in our culture today, amen? amen. And this is what the Word of God tells us to do. So I pray this message today has stirred you and has uh, built you up in the faith today to believe that, to go back and I just believe that's what happens when we get together and the word of God is shared under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So I just pray that God would bless you. And as you go forth through this week, remember this word when Jesus said, when I come back, will I find faith on this earth? He's looking for people who will believe what he said and stop believing what the enemy says or what our flesh says. We've talked about the flesh in the last couple of weeks and we'll continue. And we know that that flesh never gets any better. And we need to crucify the flesh, obviously, to deny self and take up our cross daily and follow him. So we need to continue to walk with him and continue to believe what God's word says and speak God's word. It's very important because it is the sword of the spirit. And remember, when uh, the devil tempted Jesus, what did he do? He said, it is written. He continued to say, it is written. And he used the word of God. And eventually the devil backed off and he said for another season. So I believe today that we're to walk with the Lord in that particular manner, believing him above all else. This is where the church has to rise up and take its rightful place. Obviously here, yes, we're in the kingdom of God, but we're in this. Obviously, we're in this world. We're not of this world. 
but we know we take our rightful place. When the church of God rises up, not obviously in a way that would, would any way uh, be uh, <clears throat> necessarily uh, destructive in that way, not in the, in the physical, but certainly in the spiritual, and take our places, I believe that's when we're going to see the church of God would rise up and the light of Jesus is going to shine so bright that those people walking in darkness are going to bow their knees and their hearts and give their lives to Jesus Christ. Amen. I believe that's what's going to happen. The Bible says, let your light so shine before all men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. And so we're to let the light of Jesus shine through us so brightly. And that means we've got to believe God. So often what we do is we believe our past, we believe our present, or we believe in the things naturally we can do. Believe what God says. God wants to bless us, and God wants to use us. And so often, again, we think, well, he can't do anything with me, maybe because of age or maybe health or whatever it may be. But he wants to use each and every one of us. That's why we're here today. We're not here to obviously see how many big toys we can get before we leave this world. We're here to obviously praise and worship and adore, exalt the living Lord. His name is Jesus. Amen. So I want to pray. Thank you, Father, for the word and thank you for your presence and your love. Thank you, Lord, today that you're doing great things. Thank you for this word that has come to us today. We know that, Lord, our hearts are challenged. Our hearts have been changed. And, dear God, today we just ask you to bless it. In fact, Father, what the seed of the word has been planted on our hearts today, we pray that it has fallen upon the good soil and it will bring forth much fruit, dear Lord, as we go forth from this place. We pray today that our minds would be steadfast upon thee because the Bible says there that uh, when our minds are steadfast upon thee, the peace of God will fill our hearts and our lives. So, Father, thank you for your presence in this place today. We love you. And whatever the need may be, we give that to you today. Ask you to do that in this viewing audience and in this congregation today, that Jesus Christ would be foremost in the minds and the hearts of all who are here listening and those who will listen, Father, as we lift up the name of Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us this week. Thank you. Join us next week again, same time. And we're glad you're here with us today. So uh, may Jesus Christ be praised. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.